Welcome to Miracles in Recovery with Ray Lynch. If you are one of the millions of people facing addiction issues or the loved one of someone who is, we're here to help and to discuss solutions. Hope is in your corner. Now, here's your host, Ray Lynch. Welcome to Miracles in Recovery. It is June 11th. And what is June 11th? <laughs> I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's Ellen's birthday. Happy birthday, Ellen. Thank you. We would sing you a song, but my voice is kind of nasty. No, and it's okay. I'm, I don't celebrate them anymore. I just hit Social Security age. Well, that doesn't mean you can't celebrate them. You should embrace them, right? No, that means you the just next, the next big one will be Medicare. That one I will celebrate. Ma. <laughs> that means I can retire. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, looking back on stepping out of college, it's been quite a few years, right? Yeah. Um, did you ever think your life would be the way it is today? You know, like I, I do a lot of that looking back saying, you know, not necessarily shoulda, coulda, woulda, because I'm grateful for who I am, but what if I took a left instead of a right at this point in my, you yeah, know? I, it, it's really hard to even remember who I was then because I was just a kid, mm. you know, and I'd never been away from home. I had never really been out of the town that I grew up in, mm-hmm. and I went from there to getting married Moving from a tiny town in in the North Carolina mountains to Los Angeles, right. getting my That's first professional shock, job, yeah. uh-huh. um, you know, supporting two people. It was, you know, and and from there I've moved all over the country. I've traveled quite a bit for work. So I don't think I could have even conceived of imagined where you, yeah. yeah. I mean. Yeah. Going to Charlotte, North Carolina, and working in a hospital was a big deal to me. Yeah, right. Well, that yeah, is. I guess so. Coming from outside of Asheville to yeah. Charlotte was, and Charlotte, Charlotte was, was still big. small then, though. Yeah, well, but it I was mean, the big city in North Carolina, and I had yeah. spent a little time in Atlanta, but Atlanta was kind well, of small then. Wasn't too. like, um, um, like Raleigh? Raleigh is a big city too, right? Charlotte was bigger than Raleigh. Always, yeah. Always, yeah. Okay. I don't know Because I remember why. when I was in the Marine Corps down there, we used to fly into Raleigh Durham Airport. Yeah, yeah. Because it was Piedmont. I I flew. Yeah. Piedmont got bought by somebody. Yeah, U.S. Air. U.S. Air, and then it turned into whatever it is American now. Yeah, they they still carry the logo on some of the some of the planes. Yeah. And and I guess I mean I don't know why we're talking about planes and flying and all of that stuff, but I guess really looking back at um, where I came from, I, I, I want to say that my youth, like you said, you didn't you know you can't remember back that far because you're a kid. I think my um, memories stay a lot more stayed a lot more vivid. When I was a kid, they did. Then when I was teen through, because those years like are a cloud. Like I, I mean, I remember when I was in the Marine Corps. Yes, because that was something other than that. Yeah, other other than normal. But when I was floundering around, um, you know, going from next to next to next, I don't remember much of that. I remember glimpses. But that's about it. High school is very vivid for me. I can probably yeah. tell you every song, the year that every song 
that came out between like 1970 and 1978. Mm-hmm. I can tell you the year when I hear the first few bars of the song. I might not remember the name of the song now because I'm getting yeah yeah I yeah, got yeah. The faulty memory. But I, you know, <laughs> those years were were really really. I think intense. music was better back then though too. Oh, I think it was yeah. too. But yeah, I mean, there's some good songs now. But anyway, oh yeah, 40 years ago, graduated from college 40 years ago. Don't remember much between then and now. It's just been a blur of just, working yeah. and you know being a mom and all of that stuff. And no, I couldn't have conceived of the life I have now. I could not. Could no. not. Never would in a million years believe that I would have had a heroin addict child. But do you think that any of that experience got you ready for who you are today? Oh yes. Yeah. Of course. I'm I'm almost to the point, you know, in, in Al Anon and Naranon we have a saying, you know, I'm thankful for the attic because yeah. the attic brought me here. And I have never been able to embrace that statement. And I'm think I'm almost ready to. Cool. I think I'm almost ready. Yeah, you know, because I think that I think that that is pretty much self freeing in the sense of, you know, you know, what your focus is today, and I, I guess maybe um, I don't necessarily. I mean, I know that I probably could because I walked that side of the fence. I know that I can definitely give somebody their trash and say, you know, I'm happy that you're doing the right thing, right. and you know, I'm glad that I helped you through it. But I, I don't necessarily know if, and I get where you're coming from, where you don't know if you can fully embrace that yet but that's okay too because it because when you first started that was not your focus at all no my focus and and, when i talk to parents now who are where i was you know five years ten years ago Mm -hmm. i can see it and i can see myself in them and i can't really you know i can't say anything because their journey is their journey right the only thing that i can do is tell them about mine and I'm sure mm-hmm. they're thinking, oh, that'll never happen to us, depending on how far yeah. along they are in it. Yeah, I, I, I even thought on my side of the fence that it would never happen to me. Yeah. And I had all the damage laid out in front of me. And I still willfully walked into that minefield, you know. And, and uh, so, granted, you were taken along for the ride and systematically became – just as or crazier than the addict. Well, I was collateral damage, but I didn't realize it Mm -hmm. at the time because I had a plan. I always had a plan. (laughs) Now, did my addict have a plan? Yeah, get high. Yeah. But, you know, I had a plan, you know, very organized plan about how things were going to go. Yeah, that that plan trumped your plan. Yeah, but the get high plan trumped everything always. So eventually you just have to learn to back off. And you know, isn't it crazy that that um that addiction does that? I mean, the plan for the seed is to destroy. And there could be the greatest minds in the world having a plan for that rotten seed in that in that addict's head. And that rotten seed will win. Will win. Always. Will win. It will suck the. It will suck everyone in. Yep. And and it and it and it still does it today. You know, I, I've seen people, like you said, where where you were, where I was. I, I I speak to people and I hear what I said, mm-hmm. 
you know. Um, I hear the despair that I had. I hear, and it just keeps on winning. Well, I think a lot of people try to cover that despair with the plan. Yeah. You know, we're going to bring her home from Mm -hmm. jail. She's going to live here. She's going to be drug tested. She's going to do this. She's going to do that. And I'm thinking (laughs) to myself, only if that works out in her head with her addiction and how, you know, whether Mm -hmm. she is ready to be done with it or not. But you can't tell them that because that's how they're coping. Yeah, and I don't get you know it's I, I don't get how um, and 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 more power to them, but people who go out go a li- go a little crazy and go whoa and find themselves in a recovery program and they they they're off and running with that and everything's great yeah. and you go like where's the damage report. You know, like, and I mean, more power to them. I, you know, I, that, that's not my story, but, um, how that happens, I don't know how people have to get to the point of like how I had to tear myself completely down to my complete saturation point to be able to get better. Whereas somebody sitting next to me to my left didn't have to do as much damage. All it took was just a little bit of, whoa, I got to get yeah, out of no, here. No, most of the people that I meet that are long-term mm-hmm. had a lot of stuff to work through. They had a lot of damage, some more than others. But, you know, you've got jail, you've got you yeah. know, all kinds <clears throat> of horrible stuff. That, and the women, you know, living through being raped, living through prostitution, mm-hmm. you know, stealing, all of that stuff. I do find people in there that... um like there was, there was a, the, my disease tries to minimize my damage because it deceives me right. that much. It really wasn't that bad. Yeah. Yeah. I just, whereas someone comes in and they maximize it and that really gives them the benefit of being able to stay there, right. you know, because they understand, whoa, where could I be? I had to go to where could I be? To ultimately say, yeah, I, I don't think I like it here. I don't think I like it here. Yeah. What, what, what else is there for me? And if I don't like that, I can always come back here because I'm comfortable here in my uncomfortability. So, you know, I, I commend somebody who comes in the door that hasn't done that much physical damage. But how does that, for lack of a better word, rotten seed in that addict's mind get discharged so quickly because it sure as hell didn't leave me. And it hasn't left most around. of the people that I know either. You know what I mean? So I, 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 don't, I don't get that part. But, well, we don't know their whole story, though. But I think I want to say that that is the beauty of recovery. We don't know their whole story, but that's the beauty of recovery where um, I don't have to analyze who it is that's sitting next to me or who it is that right. I'm speaking to. I have to analyze how I am um, acting and not reacting to what it is that I see. And if I'm reacting to someone sitting next to me and I'm saying in my mind, oh, psh, that's all you did? <laughs> um, what am I doing? I'm not hearing the message. I'm not hearing. Right. I'm hearing. I'm, I'm acting. On, I'm reacting to the war story. Well, and you're judging, and yeah. and you were um, basically looking down on the person, going, huh, 
Yeah, like I'm. Yeah, like I'm automatic. I destroyed my life. I destroyed my life more than you. What? You're a moron. This is is now a competition on who was the worst. Yeah, you're a moron. You know, and but I, you know, I do think the the horror stories help some people. Like, oh, I'm not that bad, or there's somebody else that's like me. Maybe I can get better. I think the worse it was, the more hope it gives people. I know it did me. Yeah, for the longest time, all I heard was the mess. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear the message at all. I, I would, I would embrace the chaos as people were sharing about it. Ah, see, and, I was looking for yeah, that message. No, see, I was, I was embracing the chaos because that was my mind. Well, you're identifying with. Yeah, that. and um, when they started saying, and then my life got better, I was like, wait a minute, you lost me. Well, <laughs> what? Why were you doing that? And. Um, you know, so when I started, when I got a little bit of time and they brought, you know, they um, went out and did H&I as hospitals and institutions, you go in and share your experience, right. drink and hope with people who are still in um, a facility, I would intentionally claim my seat in the first couple of minutes, but then share about how my life was going. I would not. Um, feed someone's um, chaotic because that's what was hap- that's what happened to me and it took me it took me a long time to get to the point where the chaos wasn't embraceable anymore and I needed to I needed to get to the message right. so when I shared I claimed my seat in other words, you know, I, I shared who I was, what I did, what I became, but then I would go into who I am because I think that's more important. It is. You know, when you're up there well, and you're talking, anyway. when you're up there and you're 10 years clean and they give you the floor for 20 minutes and you share 18 of it as chaos and two minutes is of recovery, are you really in recovery? Yeah, or are know. you are you bragging about all yeah. your exploits? Yeah, I mean, if you can't Looking claim like your seat, you know, if you can't cool. claim your seat in three minutes, four at tops, and share the rest about how great your life has become since putting down whatever substance it is, then what are you doing? Right. You know, so I, I think I you know, and and how people do that, I, I, I that's that's not up to me to to dictate that. If I could, then it would be. Ray. I think you have to say enough to get people's attention, you know, about how bad it was. I really do. Um, I, I mean, you, you need to hear that. I don't want to hear about somebody who was an addict for a year and got okay. Oh, no, no. no but I mean, going to help me. No, but the thing is, is then what is it that you're looking to hear? Are you looking to hear the mess or are you looking to hear the message? I think you said you're looking for the message. I'm looking for the message, but I need to know that the mess was big enough to make the message worthwhile. Do you understand? Oh, yeah. No, I, no, I totally get that. Yeah. My, my mess was big enough that I could share in three minutes th- my mess in order to be able to share um, how my life has changed since I, since I put the substance down. Um, I, guess it's, I guess it's how you feel comfortable with sharing um, 
and I'm not in any way ashamed of of who I was when I was out there. I might have been while I was using, but I'm not in any way ashamed of who I was while I was tormenting and while I was that emotional terrorist to my family and and community. Um, that's what that's that helps me stay clean today. But do I need to share that with someone who is ultimately on their at their saturation point, or what if they call it a bottom, do I need to um, stroke their addiction that much longer? I mean, uh, you know, we're there to show you how it works, and we're there to share you share with them how you can do this too if you embrace the way that we live. And if I'm sharing that I was running here and I was in New York, I was here and that that's not giving that solid of a message in my in my view. Well, and, and you know, I'm coming at it from a family member. I want to know that you were really horrible and you got better. That maybe you were worse than my kid and you managed to get better. That's what I need to hear. But if your audience is not me, yeah, no. If your you, audience yeah. is somebody My audience who is, was never you. Yeah. I mean, outside of the times you asked me to go and share yeah, see, your we meetings, love to but, have you guys come and talk at our groups, too, Yeah, because we need to hear that. And I used to go to a lot of open meetings just so that I could hear the stories. Yeah, right. Because they made me feel better. All right, well, we're going to go to a break. That went by really quick, huh? Sure we're going to go to a break. If you want to call in, dial 866-472-5792. That's 866-472-5792. We'll be back in a moment. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with host Nancy Kerala. Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional, and founder and executive director of the C. diff Foundation. Together with her guests, we'll explore C. diff infection prevention, treatments, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Health & Wellness. Healthcare has been a major part of news stories today with one thing that has been consistent inconsistency. Both healthcare providers and patients have to work around and get used to a constantly changing set of rules and issues. Nurses have historically been left out of this decision making. Listen to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing with host Leanne Meyer. Health professionals, we invite you to share your ideas and experiences while listening to experts in various areas of nursing. Listen Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health and Wellness. Ready to transform your health and your world? Join host Melissa Alexander for Insight Living with Vitality. Melissa and her guests go behind the scenes on what it takes for practitioners and clients to transform themselves and others. She provides insight to medical procedural breakthroughs, available product resources, and explains lifestyle choices designed to improve and expand your vitality. It's time to get rid of that baggage, remove those blockages, and prevent buildup from hindering your progress in life. Tune in every Monday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. 
Explore the power of natural healing with Howard Strauss. Join us each week for an informative program that will help you learn effective healing methods using natural remedies. Howard's guests include top researchers, authors, and experts who will share their views on a variety of natural products and healing methods that really work. Tune in to The Power of Natural Healing with Howard Strauss, Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Step into a healthier you. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Miracles in Recovery. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to ray at miraclesinrecovery.org. Now, back to this week's show. And we're back. That break was just as quick as that. <laughs> just as that quick as the segment. Se- that first segment was. I think. I think our engineer is kind of cheating us on time here. Um, so, I, you know, speaking about um, how I share who I am, who I was, and what I have become, I think I found a comfortable balance with me. You know, and and I think that's where I would never, if somebody called me aside and said, well, can you share a little bit more? Maybe I was at the, in this, you know, and I have no problem with right. that. Just in, in the group environment, I don't like to give that individual that was sitting in the back like me, I don't want to do them a disservice and, and have them embrace the mess instead of the message. Yeah, I understand. Because that's what we're there for. We're there for the message. We're not there for the mess. And, um, yeah, you know, so I, I guess I was that's, always interested in the gory details. Always. Yeah. yeah. But in a, in, a, in a common meeting environment, my mind is in a different space than when I'm in a, in a detox representing um, Narcotics Anonymous. Right or Alcoholics Anonymous, or whatever anonymous it is, whatever I'm there doing, sharing my experience, strength, and hope, um, there are a little bit different guidelines, and, and, and I, I, I try to not focus so much on, I mean, Joe and I have gone into facilities and not even um, shared a message. We've, we've played um, games with the people that are in there, and I mean games, play games with them, but we did we did like memory games, we did things mm-hmm. like this. And you know, we embraced our story and how thinking starts making it all worth, you know, common sense during the day to be paying attention. You know, and a lot of people go into a meeting and they just drone. You yeah, know, yeah. and they're just in there and they're relaxing and they're hearing and yeah, this guy's an idiot and yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah this yeah, old guy just yeah. loves to hear himself yeah. talk. How many, how many yeah, bodies yeah, yeah. and how many feels you get, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, so um, embracing embracing the group, I found that when we went in, we would go in once a month to a place up over here and we did that. Um they looked forward to having us coming yeah. back. They would say, hey, can you come back next week? I'm like, no, it's somebody else's, you know, somebody else's slot But you guys were that. fun, whereas. Yeah. We know. weren't just sharing the mess and the message. Right. You know, and I guess kinda, if you've lived in the mess, maybe you don't need to hear it as much. I don't yeah. know. It, it, it's different being on my side. Yeah. 
because I, I did need to hear a little about the mess. But, you know, we tell our stories, too. And one of the things that we are told to focus on is don't focus on the addict or the alcoholic or whatever. Don't focus on them and what they did. Mm-hmm. Tell us about you. How are you doing you know, in relation to the program, and how right. is the program helping you? And what have you done? How have you worked? You know, they they are big on being in service. You know, doing volunteering within the fellowships, and it it does help because that's where you make the friendships. That's where you kind of are able to get out of yourself because a lot of us start isolating. Because of the shame and the fear, and you know, suddenly you're very different from everybody else. Suddenly, you think everyone in the neighborhood's looking at your door, and they're, right. and, they're, and they're experiencing the same thing. Probably somewhere in their family, it may not be at their specific address, but their brother or right. sister or niece right. or nephew or yeah. But there are, you know, there are people still judge, and you, you yeah, know, it it can be a very isolating experience to have a family member who's mm-hmm. really, you know, in the thick of the disease and and acting on it. So, you know, when I tell my story, I usually start out with, you know, me as a little kid and kind of explain some of my background Mm -hmm. and then, you know, move into what happened. And I do spend some time talking about how, you know, the things that the addict did made me feel, how they made me react, some of the dumb stuff that I did. (laughs) But then I go into, you know, coming into the program and how how it has helped me. Not quickly, mm-hmm. not quickly, but it, it's helped me understand that it's a disease because I didn't think it was. You know, understand that I can't do anything about it at right. all. I cannot influence it one way or the other. Well, you know, just, just, as, just as an outside observer, I think you are better off that it took you longer to embrace it because I think it makes more sense to you now than if you could immediately have just discharged it. In six months, you know, Um, I think people who embrace the journey more so than get through it. Right. Right. Because it's a long process and you never get through it. No, you never do. But, you know, I'm 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 really learning now what those tools really mean. And it's taken me this long to get there. But, you know, things that things that my mind used to react to. Addictively, or, or or as the active addict, I find myself in those same situations, and it's just maybe dealing with people mm-hmm. um, where that thought process is completely gone. You know what I mean? Like my my thought process is completely different today, although I have a healthy awareness of what that clown would have done. Right. You know, um, but. I don't, I don't, that's not part of my, I mean, you know, my my mouth can still get me in trouble. I have to kind of run my words through my mind before I say them sometimes. And that's a skill. That is a skill to be able to do that. I never knew how to do that before. Yeah, it's hard. Or, or I knew how to do it. I just chose not to. Well, you have to, in the, you know, in the reacting emotional moment, you have to pull yourself back and say, Let's think about this for a second yeah. before I say it. And that's mm-hmm. hard to do. Yeah. I I have a very difficult time doing that, stopping and yeah. thinking, whoa. They yeah, say respond, well, don't react. But, but having, yeah, having the awareness gives you something to work on. 
even just that silly train last two months ago or something like that. Oh, right? yeah. you, there was something, and I said something, and you went, yeah, I guess I never looked at it in that aspect, whatever it was we were talking about. So at that point, we get we we gain a, a, a learning uh, step for the next time we're put in that position, um, you know, like with, with um with Janelle and her baby, she had a she she got given some bogus information, and she had to carry that for a couple of weeks, and it's it 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 destroyed her because it was uh, a chromosomal thing with with her uh-huh. daughter, uh-huh. and it destroyed her. But she walked through it brave and said, "This is God's, you know," and um, ultimately. Four and a half weeks later, the doctor did a test, and the baby was perfect. I mean, the the, the little the little thing is incredible, right? <laughs> yes, she and is. And her first thought was, "Why did that have to happen to me?" Right. I said, "Well, honey, why don't you just look at it as maybe that doctor needed a break on that Saturday that he got the results and he called you at six o'clock in the morning and you made his day because your baby was perfect. And he didn't have to tell you something horrible. Six other days out of the week, he had to tell parents horrible information. You made his Saturday. And I bet she truly did. Yeah. And, and, you know, if you try to look at things that way, act instead of react and, and um, you know, everything happens for a reason. There are no coincidences. I've, I've heard that, and you know, oh, oh, wow, what are you doing here? You know, I, I, um, I, went, to, I went to Argentina to do work on a, uh, a cellular phone system for GTE. We were putting in a cellular phone system. We were getting licensed in Argentina, all over Argentina. And I went into, I went into New Can, Argentina which is nowheresville to me from, right. you know, outside of Boston. And I opened the desk drawer, and there was a, uh, a Boatworks pen ah. from a, a place that, it was Brownell Boatworks that was, to, like, right around the corner from my mother's house. What was that doing in that many miles away. Yeah. Well, you did know? you ever find out? No, it was just in the draw. I mean, it was an American, it was an American company that I was working for, you know. So random things like that. Mm-hmm. It's like, why is that there? Well, was that is that was that there to tell me to call home, or was it, you know, there's there's no like random reason why that pen was there. Right. So with with things that happen like that with my granddaughter and stuff like that, there's no random reason. Someone that was that was all laid out, not not necessarily to give Janelle that, you know, four weeks of anguish, but it was to give that doc that doctor one day a reprieve. True, you know, and like they say, you know, I don't want to get religious and everything, but they say that Jesus carried that cross and people threw things at him, and mm-hmm. you know, why did he have to do that? He didn't have to do that. That was part of the anguish for him to get to right. where he was going. So, you know, I don't know. We 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 were talking about one thing and got on another, but um, I guess that's the beauty of it. We can talk about whatever we want. We're paying for the answer. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, I'm grateful today that I can 
um, not have to worry about what's coming next. You know, good, healthy awareness of who I am, where I am, because I don't want to put myself somewhere and go, oh, how did I get here? But I'm glad today that I can, and I've said it many times, get out of my own way and allow a positive power to allow me to be able to make a decision, whether I want to make a bad decision or a good decision. Mm-hmm. I never could I never had that choice. It was always the bad decision. Or even the good decision I thought was good yeah. was a bad yeah, decision. A bad decision. Yeah. Your thinking yeah. was my thinking was yeah, my thinking was thinking twisted. thinking. Yeah. And but, which is which is pretty typical. But one of the things that, that you were saying when you were talking about your daughter saying, why me? One of the things that I used to say was, why me? You know, mm-hmm. I was a good mom. I did everything right. This wasn't supposed to happen. Why me? Mm-hmm. And I heard somebody say one time they had the same thought process. And then they thought, why not me? Yeah. What makes me special? Mm-hmm. What makes me so special? And maybe there's a reason for me to have to walk through this. Well, there is, because it's made you a better person. True. You and know? maybe I can and eventually help somebody else. Yeah. You know, and, and I think that, um, you know, when, when why not me? Um, and why am I special? I'm not. Well, no, a lot you, of people, you are. Well, but, but I'm not yeah. better than yeah, anybody no, else. I'm no. not more deserving yeah. of, of perfect children than anyone else. No. Not a, not no, no one not is at really. All. No. You know, this was, you know, accepting accepting it and accepting it as part of the plan that mm-hmm. I know nothing, you know, I don't have any control over is the most important thing for me. So you just said a word accepting it. If if you said you're getting close to a point where um you're willing to say, you know, um I'm grateful for the addict and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And you've accepted it, don't you think you already have said that you're you're grateful? You just don't want you in somewhere in your mind. You just have a little. I still have a mental block against you know. Yeah. You know what? What? But you know, the journey really has made both of us better people. I think. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. both of us. If not, if not to the world, at least to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. Um, I think to the world too. I know. Well, well, you know, well yeah, but you don't. You don't. She's willing to work really hard now. Yeah, and, but what I'm saying is, you don't always um, wake up and say, "Okay, world." You know what I mean? But as a mother, you always wake up, or as, or as a son, or as a brother. I, I always embrace my common community before I look out to. What right. they're doing across the street. So, um, and 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 that because I embrace my common community, it allows me to be able to look at the neighbors across the street. Um, but I still don't. I still have a problem with um, judgment. Yeah. You know, but I think that's just being human, and I don't want to blow that but off. But I'm aware of it now, and when I yeah. find myself doing it, I'll yeah. pull my, you know, wait yeah, a see, minute, well, Ellen, why yeah. are you thinking this? Yeah. You know, who do you think you are? And, I, you yeah. know, I really do have to get off my high yeah. horse, because I, who am I to judge anybody? Well, you know, like, like, like I've said on the show, and I've said it many times, that, you know, I suffer from a, a disease that 
at one moment tells me that I'm better than, and the very next moment tells me that I'm less than. So I wouldn't think that someone who has been touched by my emotional terrorism wouldn't have that same um, emotional feeling as well. Right. You know, and I, and I do think that that's, uh, that, that's human uh, behavior to look at something and go, look at yeah, that. Yeah, I'm better than that now. Yeah. When, when three short years earlier, you were doing the same Right, thing. right, yeah. right. Yeah. But, you know, I, I will say, judging addicts and judging their families, I really don't do that anymore. I no, really do not yeah. do that anymore. I yeah. just, I have a lot of compassion for everybody. You know, it, 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 it hurts me when I see, um, like on social media, somebody mm-hmm. says something and just people tear them, you know, and, and I intentionally don't get in the middle of it because I know that I would say something and then somebody else would say something opposite of what I just, I just don't. But I look and I, and I feel for not, I mean, yes, the person who made the initial statement I feel for, but all of the individuals underneath that were let them die, look, did, yeah. you know. Are you, you're like, an enabler. Yeah, you, you poor thing. Like, wh- wh- why are you attacking this person just because they're reaching out for right. um, reassurance or, you know. I mean, are they really doing that on social media? Or, but anyway, uh, we're about ready to go to another break. Dial 866-472-5792. That's 866-472-5792. We'll be back in a moment. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Are you tired of the healthcare system only treating your symptoms and never addressing the root cause? Discover how integrative medicine can resolve health issues through dietary and lifestyle changes and the use of natural supplements. Increase your energy, memory, mood, immune system, sexuality, and more. Join Dr. Sunil Pai and Maureen Sutton to help you take back your health with natural, evidence-based solutions. Tune in every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness Channel. Have you figured out what to attract in your life in order to make it successful? There are those who can and those who can learn. Your intensified energy gives you willpower to move the bar forward and be happy. Happy people spread their energy throughout their lives. And once they figure it out, go on to be successful at nearly everything they set their mind to. Join host Ellen Morano and her panel of guest experts and co-hosts on Generate Massive Energy for a Fulfilling Life. Thursdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health and Wellness. When a woman is diagnosed with breast cancer, it's probably the most frightening thing that's ever happened to her. Friends and family often don't know what to do for support, not to mention the patient herself. That's where Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio comes in. Join Becky Olson and Sharon Hennepin, breast cancer survivors and advocates. They help by providing inspiration, information, and most of all, hope. Tune in Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel and Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. we got the power to change the world. Is your health where you think it should be? If you're like most people, the answer is probably not. 
Where can you get the answers you need to get on the right track? The answers start on Occupy Health. Each week, host Dr. Susan Downs and her guest experts will answer your questions as well as prepare you for questions you'll want to ask your health provider. You'll want to plan for your optimal health with Occupy Health. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. listening to Miracles in Recovery. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to ray at miraclesinrecovery.org. Now, back to this week's show. <laughs> I love the way that just shuts off. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> In my mind, I'm saying, okay, area is going to be, oh, it's gone. Um, yeah, so um, Karen wishes you a happy birthday. Oh, thank you, Karen. She's not brave enough to call. She just texts. Well, I, I appreciate chicken. it. Thank you. So it's funny, you know. Um, my boss just sent me one, too. She didn't know until now. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Was she listening? No, no, no. Oh. oh She's oh. on LinkedIn. Oh, okay. Probably yeah. looking and, for and another that's the job. Thing about, that's the thing about social media. It tells everybody in the world. Oh, my gosh. That, I'll, yeah. I'll, I've gotten messages on every every social media that yeah. I'm on. Yeah. You know, I try to um, go on and do my due diligence with wishing people. Me too. You know, and. Because it means something, you know, when, when somebody that back, you hadn't I seen think, in a while. I think this year I got 672 birthday wishes. It's like. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, that just shows you the power of uh, or how powerful that medium can be. Mm -hmm. And that's scary because like what we said, we were talking about, you know, somebody saying something or looking for assistance or just saying something cringeworthy and people just attack them. Right. You know, um, that's the bad thing about – well, we have at our fingertips on our on our phones Well, yeah, you today. can. The drama kind of ratchets up because yeah. you're more anonymous. You're not face to face with yeah, somebody. Yeah, you know, yeah, you would say you would never. Yeah. Most people would not say the things that they write. No, you're like a keyboard terrorist or a te- exactly. techno terrorist or right. something like that. Where I was Which an emotional one, but I had to be there to do right. it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, you know, it's it's unfortunate. It's very unfortunate. The whole um. Well, you know, I just I don't follow it a lot anymore. I can't stand the political back and forth. It's just terrific. oh yeah, it's it's just it's just um, I just completely stay out of it. I you know being having a little serenity mm-hmm. cannot involve that stuff. But you know the th- the thing about that is is I want to say that if this was ten years ago, I can't say that I wouldn't have di- di- I wouldn't dive in. I I, I yeah, read you're it. Right. I read right. it and I giggle at at a lot of the stuff, and I'm like. You know, I'm just so grateful that I have the um, ability not to have to lash out, not to have to react. And right. that's all that is, is a is a reaction tool. Like you said, tech, techno-terrorist, you, you know, they're on the other end and they're, you know, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. What's your address? I'll come. Yeah. You're not coming from Tacoma, dude. <laughs> yeah. <You know? laughs> so... 
you know, and if you are, mm, it's going to take you a while to get here. You've already killed your whole neighborhood, so they caught you. You know, Um, but no, you know, the times today have changed immensely from when I last put down my substance was um, February 28th, 1989. I don't even think we had pages at the time. I think doctors still just had them. Yeah, I think it was just doctors. Cause just I right had around one, that. trying to think when I first got it. it was probably, oh, early 90s. Yeah. Yeah, they came out on the street. We still had phone booths we, for a dime. When I somebody, think ours were a quarter. You were lucky. Yeah, well, we were a big city. <laughs> <laughs> well, so is Atlanta. Yeah, well, I'm surprised you just didn't have Mabel with the ring ring thing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, operator. <laughs> yeah. Patch me yeah. through. Yeah. yeah. All that's gone. Yeah, things have changed really fast. And I think one of the things that made it change the fastest was the smartphones. Yeah, yeah. But but I think yeah, everybody also... Jumped. I mean, when was the last time you really... Th- Wanted to use your laptop. I hate using mine now. I, 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 yeah, I don't even have one. I had one brand new. I bought it. I used it two or three times and I gave it to uh, Janelle's boyfriend. Yeah, I don't, I, I mean, desktop stuff is, is still better, but I don't yeah. like using the laptop. I pay my bills on it. That's it. Yeah. You know, and, and the thing is, is I think that, you know, a lot of shows that we have talked about where, um, the uh, programs of Narcotics Anonymous and, and Alcoholics Anonymous are still clamoring to catch up to, yeah. to technology today. And, and we're a little bit behind, um, you know, because we use the cookie cutter, um, where are you? Okay, you're in this program, follow those directions. You're in this program, follow those directions. And not everyone... Like I said, even when I was back in 1989, the last time that I um, had to go to a detox, my mind was uh, listening to the mess where somebody else's in there may not have been. Right. So who was getting the disservice there? If the mess was being given, the person who was listening for the message was getting that disservice. If... The person who was given the message, I was I was robbed because I was looking for the mess. So you can't really take a room of 30 people and expect that everyone is going to ingest what it is that you're saying on the same level right. and with the same clarity. So what do we do at that point? How do we how do we bring our message to twenty eighteen? Um, I don't know. I think you know? one of the things there are the older, the old timers who've been there, done that, been through it, and been working with people for all these years. People with you know thirty, forty years mm-hmm. of of clean time sobriety. I think a lot of them think it should be the way it used to be. I don't. I'm at 29 years. Yeah. I don't. But I, I hear it all the time. Oh, it was so much better back then. You know, they didn't let us get away with anything. And there was there was a lot of a, a tough love approach. And I don't know that that's going to work 
with well, see, but people it didn't, it didn't now. work with me 29 years yeah, ago, and I know and it, it didn't work. It didn't with my work daughter. with me 34 years ago, and that's why I kept running back out the door right. because of the because of the uh, disinterest in authority. And when I have someone telling me, no, you yeah. know, no, it it doesn't work. Um, I don't I don't take the stern approach of this is what you have to do. It's a suggested program, right? You don't, and even I have think to, you don't even have to not use. There, there's a lot. There's still a lot of dogma. Mm-hmm. Um, there's still, you know, of course, there's a lot of respect for the older people. But I think, you know, there's a lot of young people coming through the the doors. Oh now, yeah, yeah, more so. And they than, can't really relate. Yeah. And I, the the relatability. I mean, most of the meetings that I go to regularly are older people. Mm-hmm. I mean, every once in a while, somebody young will come in. They don't stay. Be- yeah, because they, yeah, because and I'm, they, they, yeah. I'm not just talking about NA and AA. I'm talking about Al-Anon and Noranon. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's because, like you said, the relatability. How do we how do we embrace that individual? Um, and and it's tough. You know, some people have told stories. You know, I came ten years ago and I saw these old ladies, so it wasn't for me. And then they come back because ten years later, they're it's and the even old worse. Are still there. And the old ladies are yeah. still there, and now they get something out of it. Yeah. So you know, as as one of the old ladies now, one of my my job is to still be there. Oh, for Even you, though, though. Yeah, 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 no, no, definitely. Your job is to be there for you and your family. It's not there to be there to wait for this guy to come back in the door. No, that too, though. Like, you know, well, no, that the too. That's a, I mean, that's a benefit of it. Right. But your job is to be there first and foremost for you and your family, not for waiting for Sally to come running back in 10 years later because she was too young to get it when she was 20. Well, that, but that is part of our message, truly, you know. Yeah, your, your message is weird anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys made us weird, so <laughs> you know, what do you what do yeah. you expect? Yeah, it's funny. We the when I first got clean, there weren't many narcotics anonymous meetings, so we had to go to we had to fill a lot with AA. Mm-hmm. And what they did was they ha- they would have AA and then in the smaller room or in a different part of the church, there would be Al-Anon. Mm-hmm. And it was funny because at that time, husbands and wives would be dealing with this and growing with this right. together. Right. So don't see that much anymore. No, it, because it, because it is that prevalent on any given day, you could go to three meetings yourself, and so could I, and we would never even be in the same parts of the city. Right. Whereas back then. That's what you had, and that's where you went. Well, and also, there were a lot of husband and wife. I don't know that there were as many people with kids as mm-hmm. there are now suffering with it. And that was one of the, the things that I found difficult at first. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm in the here, and there's a lot of older ladies. You know, and I wasn't that old when I started, because yeah. um, it's been quite a few years. But I'm in here with all these old ladies, and they're moaning and groaning about their husbands. Well, I can't relate to that. That's not yeah. my problem. Uh-huh. My problem is I've got a kid that's out of control and is yeah. going to die. Mm-hmm. And then you know there's there were a few moms and more and more moms came that. in. You could yes, take their I finally story again. I finally came to the realization. I mean, there's nothing. I don't know that there's anything much stronger than the love you have for a child, but the despair is yeah. the same <laughs> no matter who it is. And honestly, I think the worst predicament to be in is to have an addict or an alcoholic parent. You're helpless. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and, the, and you're not going to be raised with the kind of 
nurturing that kids need. Mm-hmm. But now, like you said, an alcoholic parent, um, now you could go into a into a uh, a twenty four spiritual twenty four step spiritual program, and you can see four generations, right? You know, and that's not uncommon. Uh, I think I think it's kind of awesome when you see a, a father, a son, and a and a, a, a grandson, grandson or, or something like that. I don't. I mean, that's a lineage of damage, but it's also a lineage of breaking the chain, right? And hope, you know, and hope is right, you know, and that that aspect of it is awesome. The other aspect of um, do what I say, yeah, doesn't work. Not with. No, I, I mean, it, most of you guys, when you come in, you have this whole problem with authority, and you got, you know, mm. you got some old guy telling me to do this and do that. I'm, yeah, know, yeah, I'm going to show that's you. That's not going to happen. Yeah. No, exactly. But you know something? It, it's um, if you have any questions or if you have any um, concerns about someone that you love that's doing damage to themselves and in, in your in your family core, then reach out. Reach out to Al-Anon. Reach out to Naranon. Um, or, you know, maybe even try to entice the addict to go to a meeting or the alcoholic to go to a meeting with you and and maybe something will happen there. You know, I know that I, I, I can't say that the majority, or I can say probably the majority of people who are struggling today have at least been to one meeting. Yeah. And they just haven't, they just haven't allowed it to connect yet. Right. It takes, I mean, it, if you haven't experienced it, it can take a little bit of getting used to. We oh, yeah, always say go so. to at least six yeah. meetings before you make up your mind that you don't want to be here. It took me nine months. Yeah. It took me probably a year and a half before I really got used to all the stuff that, Yeah. and and just, I don't want to, I don't want to scare people off because it, I was happy there almost immediately. Yeah. But to understand, yeah. you know, why we do things the way we do, you know, they're, it's unstructured, the, the, but it's structured. Yeah, and you've the, got the to have that. Yeah, yeah you've yeah, got you to do. have that. You do. You, you have to have That's some what's kind kept of, it alive this Some long. kind of protocol, yeah. Yeah, because, because like they say, you know, go to a meeting a day for 90 days. They try to get you, for lack of a better word, addicted to something other right. than the behavior that you were doing. And if that works in a positive way, then... Yeah, anything is better. Won, but I mean, there you go. I yeah. mean, welcome back tomorrow. You know, and, and um, find friends, find support, find. I mean, you can also find bad stuff, but if you're, yeah, if you're, um, if you're really willing to work it, there are people that will reach out and embrace you, and that's they that's will. the beauty exactly. of it. Exactly, and that's the thing. If you come, if you go in and you can't relate, and you come back ten years later, you'll see the same people. They'll have a couple of more wrinkles, but they'll right. they'll reach out and say welcome back. You know, and, and that's what it's about. We have a minute left. That went by. Wow. Yeah, it did. So I guess um, I guess all we really have to say is, with miracles in recovery, hope is in your corner. That it is. And again, happy birthday, Alan. Thank you. And we will be back next week. I guess I'll be in the studio by myself next week. Yeah. Because you're going to be in North I'll Carolina. I'll be in North Carolina. My accent will be tuned up. <laughs> <laughs> How long are you going? Two or three weeks. I don't know. I've got cousins coming in. I'm real excited. 
Oh, nice. That's what I'm saying. I'm gonna have, that accent will be tuned up. Yep. Well, we've got 30 seconds left, and she's all tuned up, whatever that means. <laughs> have a good night, folks. Good night. Thank you for joining us this week for Miracles in Recovery. Be sure to listen again for another edition with your host, Ray Lynch, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Have a great week. Hope is in your corner.